writing comics episode 23 this one is my comics writing process 2.0 um, before we get to that this is brought to you by my website to infinitystudios.com i have a shop there with my comic for sale uh the reviews i'm still counting this episode for october i got to it a little late but uh it's early november now it's saturday the first saturday of november but we didn't quite get to the 15 reviews, but I'm still uh, I'm still happy with what we got. You know, I put out that uh, that alert to kind of try to get reviews up to 15 by the end of October, and we got close. We got to 12, so I'm happy with that. Um, I appreciate the nice stuff you guys have said, and then those help the podcast kind of be more discoverable because because I don't really like promote this at all on social media or anything. It's just people that find it uh, find it naturally. So it's like Fight Club, man. You don't talk about Fight Club. No, but I mean, if you guys shared it, that'd be cool. But I just don't like sharing this kind of stuff. I'm, uh, I don't like self-promoting a lot. So it's good to get those reviews up. That makes this thing uh, more findable on iTunes or if you or if you review it anywhere else. So, uh, and then also it's brought to you by DeadVillainSociety.com. This is new mailing list that a friend made that um, you uh, you sign up and then twice a month he's gonna send you this. Uh, like a mailing list they'll send you these email notifications only twice a month and then it'll have like the top tier indie comics in it so he already sent out the first one today actually and it was cool and then uh it's just a good way to promote comics i'm hoping this will make a big uh change to indie comics as in promoting and he's only going to promote like really good quality books so you're not going to get crappy books in there so deadvillainsociety.com it's a great idea hopefully it works out I'm, I'm hoping for the best i'll definitely try to use it uh and submit my books when i'm ready to launch a new one all right what have i been reading lately i haven't talked about that at all lately i read uh batman white knight by sean gordon murphy that book is just beautiful like it has Ma- matt hollingsworth on the colors and then sean gordon murphy is uh, i'm pretty sure that's his middle name gordon I think he just goes by Sean Murphy, but he's, you know, he's like the top, uh, line artist, pencils and inks. His style is so good. Like there's not many people that are better than him, just tied with him as good as they are. He wrote it as well. And if anything, as weak points as a writer, it's just had, it was pretty dialogue heavy and pretty, uh, exposition heavy. But I mean, maybe some readers don't mind that just my personal style of comics that I like. It had a ton of dialogue in every panel a lot of the times, but maybe that's just his writing style. He's he's actually an artist that's transitioned to writing. I know he's written a few other things like punk rock Jesus and stuff, but that's just my view of as in comics. Like, but I mean, it's still an amazing book. His art and uh, his art is amazing. I'm I'm a big fan of Batman, even though I don't read many of the uh, Batman comics, but. I mean, that's one of the best ones for sure. I want to read Scott Snyder's run on Batman. I've only read the first volume. But uh, everyone says that his uh, his run on Batman's really good, so I want to give that a read. Uh, I also read uh, Death or Glory, the new trade paperback by Rick Remender and Bangle. It's it's an awesome book. You can never go wrong with Rick Remender, and that's uh, that's one of those things where I say like ideas are worthless because that's never an idea I would think of. You have this girl that's going after um, like black market uh, organs for her father and money to pay for his bills because they live off the grid and it's like never an idea that i would think of but it's executed so well by rick and then bangle loves drawing cars and stuff so it's just beautiful art um it's only the first trade i feel like uh i think it'll get better once they get a few more books out i want to see where the story's going 
but it kind of leads you to like maybe the middle of the story or like the first uh probably the middle of the story yeah it probably ends on like the midpoint turn i would say if i was like judging it by story structure but you can never go wrong with rick he's my favorite writer of all time and probably inspires most of my work now so i'm just like going through all of his books uh the next the last uh trade that i read that just came out i think like a week ago was isola it's i-s-o-l-a by image um it's by brendan fletcher carl kershaw and uh michelle assassicorn i think she's the colorist her coloring works amazing um isola that's like one of the prettiest books that i've read it's inspiring because uh, for the wild cosmos it's like set in the forest and set in a jungle like that so it's like man i would that's just really inspiring for how I want my book to look. It's it's literally one of the most beautiful comics I've read. It's so pretty. Uh, every issue will have kind of like these unique environments that just blow your mind away. The way they're colored and the way they're drawn. It's, uh, it's a really good book. Uh, I'm excited for the future volumes of that as well. It's probably one of the favorite ones I've read in the past, uh, maybe in the past year. I mean, that it's just so pretty and I want to see more of that story, so... Uh, update, let's see, so I'm a little late this week, and the reason is, uh, I tore my ACL, so I tore that doing, like, martial arts, uh, like, jujitsu and wrestling, so I'm gonna be out of work for a little bit, so I couldn't record this er earlier in the week, I wanted to record this, uh, before the end of October, because I said November's gonna be character month, so the rest of the episodes in November will be all characters, it should be four episodes, I believe, once a week. It'll be all about characters, like character arcs, uh, main antagonistic force, all that stuff. So hopefully that'll help you out if you've had trouble writing characters, and I'm sure it'll help myself out by just talking about it and kind of reteaching myself when I'm doing research for these episodes. So the yeah, I'll be out of work for a while probably with this injury, so just trying to make the best out of it. Uh, I've already gotten so much more writing work done now that I've had all this extra time being home and uh immobile i can't even go work out can't do anything i'm just kind of stuck at home so i have uh i've been way more productive so hopefully this has been like something good that happened and then i won't ever have to go back to work by the time i get better maybe i could be making a living writing start a patreon pay my bills that way that's that's the plan but comics take so long that's the only problem and then so i have bad news for my series at the wild cosmos my artist does not have time anymore for the series, so it sucks. He picked up a big, uh, a big gig, and uh, he's not going to be able to continue. It just uh, his pace was already pretty slow at the end of the first issue when I was trying to fulfill Kickstarter orders. So I was just kind of waiting on him. And then, uh, yeah, he let me know that it'd be, probably be better off if we found a replacement to get this done. Especially now that I have publishers interested, it's like uh, you can't be messing around. You got to get these issues done and out and a publisher is not going to publish you if you're taking, you know, three years to finish six issues or whatever. So, so we have five issues left. I'm looking for a replacement artist. I didn't remember how frustrating it is trying to find an artist. It's uh, like, I have artists I found for other projects, but I just find them like on social media and stuff and their style is just perfect. So I knew, but finding an artist with the right style for the wild cosmos, like a more realistic style, is uh, it's super hard and it's, it's really frustrating but i'm on the search i'll probably do some test pages with a few people just so i can find the right fit so i'll be searching for that in my time off as well 
but I don't want to spend too much time just looking for artists. You can waste so much time trying to find the perfect artist for that. That's kind of something I'll just do in the back of my head while I'm working on, on uh, scripts and stuff, you know. But uh, maybe that worked out for the good as well. I mean, the first issue is good. It's beautiful art. Uh, Maro, my line artist, was amazing. And a lot of people loved his art. But I feel like my writing wasn't as strong and my vision for the project was different then. It, it was more like experimental with negative space and spreads and stuff. I was actually, I originally wanted to incorporate more prose. So if you read it and you see like a lot of space, it's because I expected to have prose in there. So now my writing style has kind of changed as I've gotten more into comics. I've gotten better at writing them and uh, my writing style has changed. So the rest of the series is kind of paced out different. So maybe if it does sign with the publisher, just scrap that first issue, start on issue two. Uh, a lot of that first issue was set up anyway. So we'll see what happens. I mean, even if we keep it in there, uh, eh, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens when we get the new artists and if a publisher signs us. Okay, so... Um, I want to talk about my comic writing process 2.0. It uh, It's changed a lot since I first talked about it in uh, episode 4. So I feel like it'd be good to just talk about this real quick. And then, so whenever I start talking about uh, like write, pitching a new IP or writing a new series, it'll kind of get where my head's at with that and the process that I go through. Um, like I said before in the other episode about writing process, I think it's good to talk about because if like you're a super beginner, you don't even know like where to start. When I first started writing stories and comics, I just yeah, and I didn't even know what to do. Like, do you list characters? Do you just start writing paragraph of the plot? But when you have this process, I feel like this is a good process to take in writing like a good genuine story and not just plotting out a bunch of stuff that happens. You want your story to have meaning and uh, heart and purpose. So I've broken it into three phases now, a little different than before, uh, a lot more planning. I remember seeing something saying that like writing is 80% planning and 20, 10% writing and 10% revising. I think that's what it said. Something like that. It's like where most of it is actually just planning. And that's really true. Like you have to spend the most time planning in the first two phases before you actually get to scripting. And that's going to make sure that you have a solid story structure and solid theme and solid character arcs, all that stuff that goes into planning. That's what you do in those first two phases. So my first phase in comic writing is the pitching phase. It's not because I'm pitching to someone, but I just like to, I don't know, this is what I call it. It's, uh, it's, probably, it's almost similar to what you would send a publisher if you were pitching to them. But it's just what I call it. Um, it's where I just write down all the info before I even start outlining the story structure. So in the pitching phase, I'll pull up a Google Doc. I mean, maybe I'll write it in a notepad first. And at the top, my first thing I'll write is the world concept. This one's not too important, but it's just I like to keep that idea in there so I remember what that world is, what it's all about. Uh, maybe the genre and style and the tone, if it's mature, violent. All of that will go in that world uh, section. So next after that is logline. That's a single sentence uh, that sums up your whole story. So a few things you have to have present. You have to have your main character. Um, you try to state your theme in the logline. Uh, an uh, enemy, a villain. Um, it's usually good to have irony. They say the top loglines of that. I could probably do a whole episode on loglines, but that's like an art on itself is writing a good logline. 
and that's also like your elevator pitch. So you'll be using that at conventions, you'll be using that with uh, publishers. So that's good to get, that sums up the whole story, and it's good to keep that in your mind while you're writing an outline and uh, scripting. So next up after logline is the theme. Um, you want your theme to be a universal theme that everyone can connect to. It's not specific for your story, it's a universal theme. So something that I've gotten better at as well, using an editor and keep making these pitches. Next up is your core concept. These are a few questions I like to uh, keep on like the pitching doc that they're like questions why you're writing the story. It gives your story purpose and usually like a deeper meaning. So you want those to be, uh, probably won't be the first thing you think of sometimes. It'll take some time for you to brainstorm that to give it like a deeper thought of why you want to tell the story. So under core concept, I'll have the question why. Write a sentence why you want to tell it. How? How are you going to tell it? What's the character going to go through? And then maybe what? what's kind of similar to a logline, so I'll stop using what. But why and how for sure. Next up is the MAF, the main antagonistic force, which is probably what I'll talk about next week for the uh, first episode of Character Month. That, you know, you're going to write how they look and stuff for your artists there, um, but you'll also write their personality traits. Um, and they're not going to have a character arc. Your villain doesn't have a character arc. The main, <laughs> the main antagonistic force does not have a character arc. And then you're going to write their goal. What's their goal throughout the whole story? Their goal should usually be the opposite of the main character. Okay, last up is the characters and arcs. So almost all of your characters should have arcs besides your villain. Some don't have to if they're not going to be getting a lot of page time. They could just be like parallels to your character's flaw. Um, so you'll have the your main, your main protagonist first. Or if it's an ensemble cast, you'll list them you know, their looks and all that, but then also you're going to want to have what their goal is, which uh, your main character will usually be opposite of what your villain's goal is. And then I like to write what their arc is, uh, what their flaw is. That flaw ties into the theme of the story, and that's uh, that's going to be how they're going to change throughout the story. I'll write their flaw effect with their self. How does that flaw affect them? And then I'll write their flaw effect with others. How does that flaw affect uh, them interacting with others? And then their new belief, uh, what uh, what do they learn, what do they go through throughout the story that makes them with this new thought process that maybe gets rid of that flaw. That's kind of like your completed character arc. So that's good stuff to have in your pitch info. So you know the purpose of this character, how it relates to the theme, um, and how it relates to their goal and all of that. All of it ties together. If you start to notice, like it just is all threaded together. The theme, the log line, your character arc, their flaw, it's all tied to that. So that starts to make sense better it's really started to click with me how it's all tied together for a good story okay the next phase is what i call outlining phase after the pitching phase this one is where you make a complete outline for your story you have different kinds of outlines you have skeletal outline or you have like a complete full outline um, i do like a mix of the both it's not super detailed but i'll do bullet points and then um and then just like little notations so I don't forget stuff. So when you come back later, maybe you wrote a few other stories, a few other issues of different stories. And then you have to come back to act two to start writing more issues. Then you just want to have enough notes so you know where you're going. You don't forget all these good ideas you had. So uh, here's my the way I outline the story structure. 
into like a three act uh, structure. I'll just give you a quick. Um, I'm not going to say what they all are, but you guys could always look it up. People use different types of story structure, even different types of three act story structure with different like main plot points. Um, you know, I've already talked about like the character decision stuff. That's important stuff that I try to notate when I'm outlining. But so my act one, I'll have like the first impression and main character spotlight, inciting incident, inciting decision, the plan, the first act, first act turn is the plan, um, and act one decision that breaks you into act two, a plan and action, main antagonistic force, spotlight one, midpoint turn, pot committed, and then you break into act two, b massive storm, main antagonistic force, spotlight two. Uh, the plan outcome, sometimes you have ultimate suffering after that, or that could be with plan outcome. You can combine these plot points sometimes. Sometimes the, st- uh, the scenes for these will tie together. Uh, next, you'll have the big choice, and then the second act turn. And then act three, you'll have the final plan in action, climax, denouement, and last call. So that's just like a quick overview of outline that definitely deserves. I mean, each act will probably have its own episode to go over that stuff like really in depth. And uh, I've just gotten better at outlining like the past few months that has always been hard to me like trying to think of those scenes that you want to I don't know like there's a few books I've outlining and a lot of them will just bore you and it's like it feels like it takes away the creativity when you do too too much structure like that but you have to have structure for sure but you don't want it to become just boring stuff happen you got to be creative with the scenes that you're choosing to show uh show like the big choice or show any of these plot points the last phase in my three phases of my comic writing process is the scripting i could probably say there's one more phase after that i mean i've talked more about scripting and stuff and script format so you guys kind of know that stuff more i feel like but that's when i'll actually go through and script like a however many pages is in the issue so I'll go ahead and script the whole issue. And then um, for revising, I've kind of gotten better at that. Revising, you could say, might be the last phase. Maybe I'll go through and just read all the panel descriptions first on my first revised phase. And then go back again and just read all the dialogue and fix all of that. Fix any mistakes. Then after that, maybe send it off to an editor, get his notes, make any changes, and then you're done. So that's just my updated comic writing process comic writing uh my comic writing process 2.0 as i said it's a lot different from episode four but hopefully that'll help you out if you're in that kind of pitching and outlining phase i told you like writing is like 80 percent planning so you really want to spend time on those phases i'll spend weeks on those really getting those down and i'll even send those phases to editors so i can get feedback and make that stuff better all right that's it for this week um Reviews are appreciated. Still would like to get some more. You know, we didn't hit that 15 by the end of October, but um, but we got close. So thank you. And then uh, my website, toinfinitystudios.com. I'm on Twitter, CurtisWriterC, and Instagram, toinfinitystudios. I'll see you guys next week for uh, Character Month.